Hey, Fedheads. Welcome to another episode of Sharing Our Pairings. We are live on Facebook, uh, of course, broadcast around the world on the Armed Forces Radio Network, uh, and available as a uh, rebroadcast on YouTube and a podcast on your favorite podcast catcher. Um, if you're watching on Facebook, feel free to interact, ask us some questions, uh, give us some thumbs up, thumbs down, whatever you're thinking. Uh, and if you're if you're listening to this or watching this after the fact, Sorry? feel free to give us a, a like, a comment. Okay, I'm doing an interview. Uh, we like they to hear said from I can you use guys. Your own. Uh, sorry, man. Um, and in the background there, you hear our special guest. We'll get to him in a moment. Uh, first, I'm Trip. I'm here with Dennis, my co-host. Dennis, how you doing tonight? Fantastic. How you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm ready to smoke a cigar and drink some beers. Um, and in we're we're smoking the Quesada Oktoberfest. And in typical Oktoberfest fashion here at Sharing Our Pairings, uh, we've got Terrence Riley from Quesada Cigars with us. Terrence, how you doing? Just living the dream, guys. Just living the dream. <laughs> um, and of course, we're here to pair the Oktoberfest, which it's kind of blended to go with Oktoberfest beers. So, you know, we every year we try to, you know, do what is right and pair it with some beers. Uh, so we're going to be pairing it with some beers here. Before we get started, can you tell us about this blend a little bit? We're... We're both smoking the Quesada Nicaragua uh, 2017 edition. This size is yeah. Das Brauhaus. Uh, so, tell us about the blend. So the, the story with the Oktoberfest is back in 2011. Uh, I've always been a big beer fan, and I noticed that people were pairing cigars with beer uh, more and more, and I, and I enjoyed doing that myself, um, which was not traditional. I mean, usually you think scotch, you think rum, you think cognac, uh, so, you know, whiskey. Um, so I talked to my uncle, um, Manuel Casada about, uh, creating a cigar to pair with beer. And I had, what had gotten me into beer was many years ago, I had a spot in Oktoberfest, uh, at a, you know, a party or something. And I said, oh, this is pretty delicious. And then that kind of what led to my love of beer. So I said, let's do an Oktoberfest, uh, uh, cigar to pair with Oktoberfest style beer. And it was very hard work. What we did is we drank beer and we smoked cigars and we came I volunteered. And we came that sounds with a, terrible. It was. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. You know, so much has been given to me. I'm trying to give back. And uh, what I, what, you know, we sat there and did. And it sounds like you know, not very hard work, but it was. We took it seriously, and we found something to pair with Oktoberfest style beer. And uh, and and the blend every year is it's a it's a vintage blend. Whereas like with cigars, usually they're supposed to taste the same year in and year out. So if you buy the cigar five years ago, it's supposed to taste like it does today. Um, whereas uh, with this particular cigar. It's more like wine, where every year the wrapper is from a different crop year, uh, which creates mm -hmm. nuance and change and variation. Um, so the edition you're smoking is the Nicaraguan edition. In 2015, we came out with a Nicaraguan edition uh, to pair with some of the heavier style uh, German beers, such as the Double Box and the, um, and some of the heavier uh, um, Marzins and things like that. Well, not Marzins. Marzins are usually five to six, but some of the heavier German beers, Double Box, Triple Box, um, that, that have a higher ABV level. So we wanted that Nicaraguan body for that. And, uh, and then the Dominican, uh, has, has been since 2011, uh, for more of the traditional Marzen style beer. Okay. Um, and so, can you tell us like what, what's the wrapper and the, the blend contents of the Nicaragua that we're smoking? So the Nicaragua has got a wrapper from Jalapa and then fillers from, uh, uh several areas in Nicaragua, Esteli, Lijero, uh, some some seco from Condega, uh, and then some Ometepe in there as well. So you've got nice. you've got you've got kind of a nice uh, mix of uh, the regions of Nicaraguan. So it, it's a Nicaraguan Perot then? Yes, yes. Uh, oh, I didn't Dominic realize that. 
Interesting. And the, and the Dominican is a Dominican Puerto as well. So I, yeah. I knew that, that part. I, I wasn't aware that this one was all Nicaraguan. I figured it was just a slight change. Uh, but that's that's good. It's very different from the Dominican version. Absolutely. Um, and, of course, we're here to drink beers. So I'm going to introduce my first beer. Um, and, uh, Terrence, we didn't ask this before the show. Do you have three beers or do you just have one or I, two? I, just have, the, I, have, I have one currently because I'm in, uh, currently in uh, Casa de Monte Cristo uh, in Miami, the uh, cigar bar, amazing place. And uh, I have uh, the beer they're featuring tonight, which is the Kronbacher which I hope I'm pronouncing correctly. Um, very tasty. It's the Dunkel. Uh, the malt flavors on it go excellent with, uh, with the cigar. And cheers. Uh, so my first pairing is kind of a classic in the realm of Oktoberfest, which is Polliner October Marzen, Oktoberfest Marzen. Um, so Polliner is, uh, it's one of those just classic German breweries. They were founded in 1634, um, and they're brewed in Munich. And of course they have to, uh, subscribe to the Reinheitsgebot. Um, so you said that well, I've, I've said it a lot of times. That's I can't why. Say it still. <laughs> Reinheitsgebot. Yeah. I struggle uh, with that one. I, I also took German for four <laughs> years in high school and don't remember almost any of it except pronunciation. No, <laughs> well, um, you're a step ahead of me. <laughs> uh, but, this is the the Polliner. It's a sort of respectable 5.8 ABV. I mean, I, I would say that's a good starting point for most beers. I don't. Yeah. There there are a few beers besides Goza's that I drink that are under like five six percent. Uh, Dennis, yeah, what's your first beer? Yeah. So my first beer, and I kind of went in a similar style to to last week, where I I ranked it up a little bit in intensity from the first to the last. And so my first beer comes in at 4.3 percent, and it is a I'll show you guys. So hopefully I pronounced this right. Um, this is Eichschlenkerla oh, Helles Lager Beer. Is that the one that tastes like bacon? Yeah. So, okay. So this is an interesting thing now. This is this is the only beer that they make that is not actually smoked in the in the same way as the other beers that they make. But ah. they're famous for their Rauch beer, right? And that's the, their smoked malts. Yeah. So this one, what they do is that everything is the same. They take the same stills. They take the same yeast and they, they ferment everything on top of that. So that yeast that carries that smokiness already, they just keep reusing it, right? It, it carries that slight faint smokiness to the beer, but it doesn't overpower it. So if you look at the colors, it's pretty surprising. Very nice and clear, light beer, not, not too bitter, and just a light hint of bitterness to it um, and smoke. That sounds pretty yeah. good. Sounds uh, very tasty. It's fantastic, but so, I'm also a huge fan of their super smoked beers too. So where does the smoke flavor come from if it's not actually using anything that's smoked so they the um so the copper pots they use to brew the beer oh okay they just from there. absorbed so much yeah, of it yeah yeah and oh, also that's the yeast cake. Awesome. and it, essentially what happens is they they take all the beer off the top of the yeast cake from each batch but they leave that cake there for the next batch to go on top of and so okay. they just keep they keep cycling it that way and so some of that smoke flavor goes through and i think predominantly they're a, a smoked beer brewery if i'm not mistaken yeah that's that's mostly where their kind of wheelhouse is and actually to be fair i should have said this they're not um they're not exactly a brewery they brew the beer but they're actually famous for being a brew pub so people there's an actual place people go and hang out um they also make a schnapps out of their smoked beer <laughs> which is kind of cool that's really interesting um so of course the polliner i'm drinking out of my fancy varsteiner glass that's a nice glass I, I like them. They're they're rimmed with gold. 
Which oh yeah, is a nice touch. And I've noticed. So I've actually uh, there's a kind of a a diner kind of place nearby, um, and part of their thing is that they serve Varsteiner and they only serve it in these glasses. And I went there and I noticed theirs have gold paint where mine is actually like gold leaf. So I don't know how I got the fancy version. Um, <laughs> Buck of the draw. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. I, I don't even know where Sweet. I got these. I think they were a gift from somebody years and years ago. But the the Polliner, I, I think this is a good beer to start off with. Like I could, part of the thing for Oktoberfest beers is it feels like something that you can drink at like a festival. And this definitely has that where it's kind of like drinkable, but it's got a little bit of body and a little bit of little bit of flavor um i like it i think it's got just a touch of hoppiness and just a little bit of like that sweet maltiness um it's kind of like a an amped up version of a pilsner if if you're not yeah that's a great way to put it how's your first one going with the cigar dennis i have to say i'm loving it so far i think that it's it's carrying really nicely it is a little bit light. the beer itself is light so right now almost the flavors of the cigar kind of overpowering slightly i don't want to say too much but just a little bit okay it's the the cigar is overpowering the beer or the beer is overpowering the, the cigar? so, so cigars overpowering the beer a little bit okay yeah, i was the, gonna say the, yeah the abv is a little that cigar is meant to go with a, a much yeah ABV. definitely definitely and it's, it's I, kind I, of a thin buy but it's it's an easy light drinking you know early autumn type beer what about you terrence how's your pairing going there it's going excellent and i'm i'm actually smoking uh, initially here a 2016 Oktoberfest Dominican Kaiser Ludwig. So it's got some nice age on it now, and uh, it's going excellent. I couldn't be happier, quite frankly. <laughs> Good. i got to say, the, the, burn is, the burn is fantastic on this. It's great. Thank you. That's, uh, I mean, somebody, you know, it was probably rolled on Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday. And, and considering, to be fair, considering the way I smoke, I power through cigars so fast, and it's amazing that it's holding up to me. I yeah, I, t- I tend to do that, too. Four of these. <laughs> <laughs> so that you can make it through the whole show. I'm, I'm almost done. Look at that. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah, you're halfway through. Um, so my second beer here is a local version of the Oktoberfest Marzen. So this is Bobtoberfest, uh, which is an <laughs> awesome name. I just love the name. It's from a brewery in McMinnville, Oregon, called uh, Heater Allen. And for the longest time, I thought that I was reading it wrong, and it was Heather Allen, but it's Heater Allen. And the reason it's Heater Allen is. Mm. The owner, Rick Allen, he was a home brewer for like 20 years and then in 2007 decided to start a brewery uh, like most people in the Northwest. And his last name obviously is Allen. And he wa- somehow he came up with the idea to put his name and his wife's maiden name and figured that her name should go first because, you know, that's you're, you always put your wife first. Um, and they, they specialize in lagers, which is a really interesting thing in the Pacific Northwest because people here only buy ales uh it's like ipa the land yeah. of ipa yeah like i was gonna say it's very surprising IPA. um but everything they make is actually a lager and they have done a couple hoppy lagers but it was just kind of he he loved lagers and the macro brews out there just weren't doing it for him so he decided to start his own so this is their Bobtoberfest at 6.1 percent abv so it's stepping up a little bit nice um what, what's your next pairing, Dennis? All right. So my next pairing, I'm stepping it up a little bit. And this is a beer. I don't know how many people are, are familiar with it. Um, maybe you, you've probably seen it before. Anger, yeah. So I think by me in New York, I don't see it very often. It's not an easy beer to go to, to most beer shops and find. I actually had to go to a specialty beer store and get this. But this is their Oktoberfest 
uh, sorry, it's their Oktoberfest Marzen. So basically a typical kind of a Marzen style, medium body, also not, not too hoppy. Mostly a lot of the malt flavor comes through. And I'll give you a look at what, what that looks like. It's a little bit darker than the last one. And actually, maybe I shouldn't show you, but... <laughs> Where's the fine? Repping, repping the wrong brand, but it's okay. I've, ha I've had that. Uh, in fact, that was uh, one of the four beers. So when we did Oktoberfest, the ones we used, we wanted to use ones that had some availability. So we used Spot in Oktoberfest, which is pretty national. Uh, yeah. A Anger, which is a little harder, like you said. It's not everywhere, but it's, yeah. it's generally, you can find it in all areas of the country. Uh, Polliner, the one you had initially. And then Sam Adams. So we used those four. Oh, wow. Sam Adams, okay. Yeah, Sam Adams is, is not, I think, totally a traditional Oktoberfest. But, uh, again, we wanted to have ones that people were going to be able to get their hands on. We didn't want to use some rare one that nobody was ever going to drink, even if it went well together. So so that was one of the four that we – so it will be interesting with the with the Nicaraguan. I, again, I don't want to predispose you. I still think it's going to be a, a little bit light for the Nicaraguan. But but uh, it will be, it'll be a, a better pairing than your last beer, which I definitely, can pronounce. Definitely. So trying it now, I can tell you for sure the malt is really balancing nicely, and it's carrying the flavor of the cigar through. Sorry, I was taking a sip there. Um, so this one has kind of the same flavors as the Polliner, but it's stepped up a little. Uh, it's got really a, a lot more of that kind of malty backbone that I like out of a Marzen. Um, it actually might be a little closer to something like a, a Doppelbach or something than a Marzen. It's... I mean, it's kind of, the coloring is kind of in between. It's kind of a dark gold brown, light brown kind of color. Yeah. And is, I think, is it a, did they mess around with it, or is it a traditional Oktoberfest style beer? Well, they don't really say. That's a, a weird thing about this beer is they they just say that it's Bobtoberfest, um, and that it is. I don't I don't think it even calls it a Marzen, um, but I think I read that on their website. You know, it's it's funny because I and again I, I think right now the U.S. has got the best beer in the world. I mean, ten years ago Absolutely. I would have I would have said they were a third or fourth, but now I say they have the best. Oh yeah. But for the traditional style beers like a Marzen or you know uh, obviously some of the Belgians, uh, if if it, you're going after that style, I tend to like it to taste like that. Like if I want a Marzen, I want a Marzen. I don't want a Marzen that's got like eight percent alcohol and is like you know hopped up and double dry hopped or whatever. You know, it's yeah. like. You know, I'll, I'll drink something else if I want that. So I'm, I'm more of a traditionalist when I want something traditional, I guess, for lack of a better way to explain it. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, there's, I mean, there's a reason that the classics are the classics. Exactly. Uh, you know, a, a cover of a of Stairway to Heaven is never going to be the same. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, if, you, if, you, if you take, like, Goodfellas and you, and you put in, like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger or something like that. You know, it doesn't make it better. You know, uh, I, mean, you know I, I might actually watch that. I might want to watch it. I, I would watch it. I don't think it's better, though. You know, I yeah. don't think it's a better movie. Danny DeVito I'm, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's it. Yeah, yeah you, th you, you mix twins in with, you know, with good films. You know? <laughs> yeah. I love, I love just the idea of, of that. Of, <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 of putting the twins into uh, It's interesting. Films. Doesn't make it a prize is a classical movie, though. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, that's, uh, true. that's true. Before I talk about my second pairing, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. 
brought to you by Gurkha Cigars. Gurkha Cigars, makers of the world's finest cigars. Try the 93-rated Heritage, featuring Rosado, Ecuadorian Habana wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and Dominican, Pennsylvanian, and Nicaraguan fillers. Blended by Gurkha's blending team at American Caribbean Cigars, it's hand-rolled Nicaraguan, available in 35-count boxes. Talk to your local B&M about the Heritage today, or talk to them about other fine Gurkha cigars. Whatever your taste preferences, Gurkha has a cigar that's right for you. All right, welcome back to Sharing Our Pairings. We're here pairing the Quesada Oktoberfest Nicaragua uh, with some traditional and non-traditional Oktoberfest-ish beers. Um, so before the break, I introduced my Bobtoberfest. I talked about it a little bit. I think this one's going, it's it's definitely beating the polliner, um, probably because I'm smoking the Nicaragua. Um, and it, like you said, it's a little bit stronger. It's... Um, it's kind of mm. meant to override a typical Marzen, and this is just kind of an amped-up version of a Marzen, which I think goes well with the Nicaragua. So, so now that you're a little bit into the cigar, how do you how do you feel the cigar is developing? Because I'm getting some some really intense, rich notes, some dark chocolate notes from my cigar, and I think it's going really well with my beer. Yeah, there's uh, it's this is the I think this is the first time I've actually smoked the Nicaraguan version. Um, it's a lot spicier as you would expect with Nicaraguan tobacco. Uh, it's got more of that kind of like earthy richness and some of that dark chocolate that you were talking about. Um, it's just kind of, you know, it's a, it's more Nicaraguan. I mean, I don't know a better way to put it than more Nicaraguan. Yeah, and, and you know, and this is something that you don't hear very often about cigars. Usually you hear pipe smokers say this, right? You talk about room note. And man, the room just smells fantastic. Like if I could get this in a candle, this would be lit all the time. <laughs> well, yeah, that's our that's for next year. You know, <laughs> the Oktoberfest Oktober Nicaragua <laughs> candles. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to introduce my last beer here. Um, we're going a little fast because we started a little bit late. Um, this is Thunder the Bar Bavarian <laughs> from Burnside yep. Brewing uh, here in Portland, Oregon. Burnside uh, is awesome. It's got an awesome name. Um, so this is. It's not quite an Oktoberfest beer, but I think it's actually going to stand up to the cigar a little bit better than the previous ones. Uh, this is a Bavarian-style imperial wheat ale. Uh, so I'm expecting it to be kind of like a Hefeweizen, but a lot stronger. It's, you know, a typical Hefeweizen is like 5% maybe, if that, like 5.5 at the top end. Uh, this is an imperial at 7.4, which n- most styles wouldn't be imperial, but for, uh, for a wheat beer, it definitely qualifies. Plus, the name is so great that you have to like it. Like that's that's just a great name. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just such a, a good. What, once I had a, I had I found one called Marzen Scorsese, and uh, <laughs> it was all right. It was, you know, it was, but it was just like I liked it because the name. Because name. Yeah, the name gave five more points. It was you know it was five <laughs> points better. Uh, what's what's your last beer, Dennis? Oh man, so my last beer is a doozy. Let me uh, let me bring up the full name because I didn't realize the name is much longer than the bottle. So I'll show yeah. you the bottle first. So this is from Finland, Ooh. and this is what you would call, uh, it's, it's kind of a funky style. It's a sati, which is, um, I don't know if many people know about this style, but essentially it's, it's almost a beer that, that just includes, a, I'd call it a, an everything beer. It includes all kinds of different stuff, so barley, rye, wheat, uh, malted, unmalted grains, and then they add in a lot of different adjuncts. So in this case, this one has... Um, I believe it is spruce branches, and it's also smoked. So the brewery is called, um, all right, bear with me on this one. 
vaca somen penimo asakehito. What what is that? <laughs> are I, are you having a stroke, sir? I, th- I, th- I think <laughs> that's, so. That's that's like a five thousand points in Scrabble. I need. Yeah. It is absolutely. <laughs> uh, but the beer the beer itself is called Prukmestar um, Savu Kataya, and that basically is uh, I think Kataya actually means um, juniper, if I'm not mistaken. So this one comes at a nine percent. Pretty strong. Pretty dark. Let me show you what that looks like. Oh, got my my proper glass here. Hey Stein. Yeah. Opera House. Is that from the Opera House? The real one? No, unfortunately not. This is from from some drunk Oktoberfest. I ended up somehow this was in my uh, attached to my belt loop when I got home. Ah, yeah. <laughs> hey, at least we didn't wake up in the parking lot with Monopoly money in your pocket. Yeah. And I, and I actually told this. I said this to Trip earlier before we started. I poured the beer and it 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 smells like soy sauce. I hate to say it, but it, it smells like Kikoman soy sauce. Does that, does that mean it's skunk? It's not, it's not skunked? Um, I, you know, to some, I guess it would be a skunk, but I don't know if that's what they were going for. It would mean, it's it, meant to be smoked, right? It's very hard to tell with European beer, because a lot of yeah, European yeah. beer, like uh, Heineken, the only time I've ever had Heineken that wasn't skunked yeah. was in Amsterdam, mm-hmm. right out of the tap. Everywhere, everywhere in the U.S. that I've ever had a Heineken... Yeah. Ah, it tasted bottles. skunk because yeah. that's just part of what it <laughs> tastes. What it tastes like. like, yeah. Um, so it seems like a lot of breweries actually kind of skunk their beers on purpose just to get a particular flavor. Yeah, which is weird. So this one very is weird. weird. It, it's it's super malty. It's intensely malty. It's almost like it reminds me of something we have in the Soviet Union, which is this like um, basically a bread soda. You take a dark dark bread. You dry it out, you throw some yeast in it with water, you mix it up, and you let it ferment a little bit. And you get this weird, like, low-alcohol bread soda. It kind of tastes like that, but a lot more um, syrupy. So I, I just don't even know how to respond to that yeah, bread yeah, soda yeah. thing. Yeah, That's yeah. the craziest thing I've what ever the heard. Hell, what the hell are you drinking? <laughs> I'll send you some, dude. It's, it's pretty good. It's, I think it's a little bit better than this beer. But um, these uh, guys are relatively new. They're, they're from 2008. And it seems that they specialize in these kind of weird one-off type beers so they do a lot of experimental stuff so hey good for them i mean it's awesome not a lot of breweries in finland so before i move on i just want to get it straight so it smells like soy sauce (laughs) exactly red soda yeah pretty much it sounds like that is not a very good pairing (laughs) no i mean it's not a winner it's not a winner (laughs) yeah it did sound like a winner didn't sound like Uh, something that is a winner uh (laughs) thunder the bavarian uh Now now there's a winner this it's actually really good and a name you can pronounce and a name yeah. I can, there you go uh, it's it's kind of strange it's like got so much like citrus notes and uh, a little bit of sweetness and just a little bit of hoppiness not very much um, but I'm like I feel like they kind of nailed an Oktoberfest style without g- making an Oktoberfest style at all because it tastes similar almost to a Doppelbach just without like the roasted kind of malts in yeah. there. So you're not getting that like chocolatey roasty coffee notes. Um, it's, it's very interesting. It's you got the wheat hard. instead of the, the, you know, the heavy malt. So yeah, exactly. Um, and it's really just not as intense as something like that, but it's way more intense than any other wheat beer that I think I've ever had. Uh, I think it goes really well with the cigar. It's kind of got like a creamy kind of character hmm. to it that, complements the spice of the cigar really well 
And what does that come in at, alcohol-wise? Seven point four percent. Wow. And, and and so how is it? Does it does it taste hot at all or no? Uh, it is eleven point six IBUs, so it's got a little bit of hops, but yeah, very little. Hot. Yeah, it, it's enough to taste it. Um, yeah, more than like uh, I don't know a Bud Light or something, but yeah. <laughs> not overpowering on alcohol though. Yeah, it's got more than the three hops that are in Miller. <laughs> the three hops. How? It's triple hopped. Yeah, they put one hop and then another one and then another one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, they, or maybe they just hop over the bottle three times. Yeah. That that might actually. Uh, yeah. Be reality. <laughs> That's uh, the name how, of the hop. It's hop. Yeah. How's your pairing going, Terrence? I feel like you've been a little quiet since since we well, got. I've, I've, I've been enjoying you know hearing the the conversation so much. No, it's been, it's it's really going well. Uh, I just finished my cigar, so that's been killed. But the, I, I, you know, again, I just for me, and again, everybody's different. And I love IPAs uh, more the Northeast style IPA than the West Coast, with all due respect yeah, to my yeah. Northeast. But uh, I don't think they overall go well with cigars generally. I, I'm, the, I, the heavy IBUs, it's hard. It's a hard pairing for me. Like I, I need a certain cigar to do it. Whereas I feel like you know something like this is just a natural pairing. I think this would go. I mean, it goes great with the Oktoberfest, but it goes great with I think with the with the. It's easier to pair this basically. Than, than a lot of stuff out there, um, so it's it's a it's a funny thing with beer again like with scotch. I mean again, there's variety, there's variety with rum, but again, rum's a great example. I mean, there's a there's like spiced rum and there's regular rum. With beer, I mean a porter and a stout and a West Coast IPA and an English style IPA and you know New England style IPA and uh, a Gosa and every. I mean, there's just so many different styles that. Some, you know, they're so radically different that some work better than others. So uh, for me, um, this is, you know, this is a perfect pairing. Cheers. So for as as far as the uh, the IPA pairings go, we found in in John and I's extensive research, we found that there are cigars that can pair. Absolutely. What you need is like kind of that dry spice. Yeah, or something like the Kentucky Fire Cured, or or one of those cigars that has like pipe tobacco or yeah. smoked tobacco in it. Yeah, uh, because you need something intense to offset the intensity of those hops. Yeah, it just—it's not that it's but bad. it's so it's hard that, to find something. It, yeah, is that for most cigars the 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 bit that you know that piney resin just kind of overwhelms the cigar, mm -hmm. and you don't really get the bet. You don't you you take you end up tasting more of the beer than the cigar. That said, I agree with you completely that certain cigars uh, can can stand up to them, but it's not an easy, it's not a natural combination for me. No, yeah, not at all. Man, I'm just loving this Thunder of the Bavarian. <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm not even drinking it. It's just such um, a great name. Great, great, nice. It looks unfiltered from here. Is it? It's oh, it's very, very unfiltered. It looks beautiful. Yeah, yeah it looks gorgeous. It's it gorgeous looks a little more yellow on camera. It looks like, but it's kind of like a a dark amber, uh, almost like a. I don't know, like a creamsicle color almost. Just a little more brown than a creamsicle. Oh, it looks delightful. And we're going to take our second break here, and we'll be right back. This show is sponsored by Cigar Oasis. Don't spend all your time worrying about your cigar wrappers cracking, splitting, or falling apart from humidity fluctuation issues. Set it and forget it by choosing Cigar Oasis, a professional solution which provides equal distribution of humidity with precise electronic controls. Monitor your cigars through the internet using the smart humidor Wi-Fi attachment. Why don't you spend all your time enjoying your cigars and relaxing and let Cigar Oasis protect your cigars. Cigar Oasis has solutions for any humidor. Make sure you set it and forget it today. 
All right. Sorry that break went a little long there. <clears throat> Terrence was uh, was was talking some green room talk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry guys. So, sorry guys. Yeah, no worries. Um, so I'm trying to go back through my pairings here because I'm trying to figure out which one's the best. I I think it's Thundar the Barva- the Bavarian. I, I think it's hard no to question. say. I mean, with that name, it's yeah. just such a good name. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to figure out which of the other ones comes in second place. I guess that's what I'm trying to figure out. Dennis, how? Which one do you think is going the best? I, I mean, it you know sounds what? like you've had a couple of losers there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least no, one. No, I think I think just one, right? At least just one. Um, so the anger, I I like it. It's malty. It carries the flavor of the of the cigar really nicely. But it doesn't the, as a beer by itself. It doesn't really have. It doesn't do it for me, right? It doesn't have that that quality that I look for. That kind of edge. It's a little bit one sided. Um, the one that I like. Probably most, and I would say with the cigar, I would believe it or not, I would go with this the the first one, the Hellas Lager beer, slightly smoked because it's just crisp enough where it doesn't take away from the cigar, and it's a good way to, to refresh the palate in between smoking. Um, and that last one was just just horrendous, <laughs> just <laughs> awful. I, yeah, I'm excited you know, about fair, that one It would too. go well. I think it would go well with like a piece of fish or or maybe some rice. Not, yeah, or not a cigar. Like, not a cigar. Like that, uh, what's that finished dish with the, the shark where they bury it? Oh, hot And they pickle it for like a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Greenland shark. They, uh, they bury it under the ground for I think like a year or two years, and they slice it up into like little cubes, and they eat it. And uh, I haven't had that, but I have had the Swedish um, surstrumming. <laughs> And uh, not not a good not a good thing it, to eat. With it cigar. would go well with something horrific like that. You know what my thing is is that that, yeah, that food, a lot that food is it was meant to people ate that because they had nothing else. They were starving, yeah, so yeah. they found like a shark and they go, and that was dead for a while, and they ate it because they, you know it was that or they die. And I, they said, oh, we'll eat this. But now with all the food we have, it doesn't seem like like haggis <laughs> and stuff like that. Like people, oh, I love that. haggis. Oh, oh, haggis right? is pretty yeah. good. <laughs> No, no, stop it. Try but you know what? This this shark, of all the sharks they could have picked, and I guess that's the only thing in their area, but this particular shark, its entire body is just literally just uric acid. So think yeah. about that, right? It's I mean, not fermented uric acid. Is, just you have to ferment all of that grossness <laughs> off, so you're left with just pure fermented shark meat. Uh, yeah. Why yeah, are we it's talking just, about this? There, there's it something in, in Nicaragua <laughs> called chan, chanfaina, which is like... Oh, I, I actually had some. Did you like that? I did. Well, oh. I'm freaky like that. I don't know. Oh, what? man. Jesse, so Jesse got me some of that, actually, on the last trip back in uh, March. I think we were there. Oh. Last that, year. That thing that you had. That thing in the baggie. Not not yeah. the blood sausage. The other, the soup in the baggie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a, I mean, I'm telling you, people ate that because it was that or death. And that's why they had it, you know. But. <laughs> Hey, teach their own. You, you hey. like so I, I'm outnumbered here. You two like that stuff. So who am I? I'm, I'm from Ukraine, so I eat all kinds of weird stuff. The, the uh, only yeah. one I like is the haggis. I wouldn't touch like the shark. <laughs> uh, whatever Dennis had in that bag, I wouldn't touch that. <laughs> it was it was uh, weird. Wasn't he it? offered it to me. Yeah, but, no, uh, don't, don't touch that. Terrence, I had a question for you. I'm just curious. I was thinking about this. Now that I'm smoking a cigar and I'm getting I'm actually pretty far down. Um, I'm thinking about this, and I like a lot of barley wines. I like a lot of quads and a lot of the barrel-aged stuff. So have you had a chance to, to drink some of those beers and pair them with a cigar at all? Yeah, yeah, I have I've, I've a few of them. Uh, so I've had uh, – uh, actually, one, one year I did uh, Dark Lord, which is Imperial Stout, uh, mm. uh, Bigfoot by Sierra Nevada, oh, which yeah. is a barley wine. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It stands up. It stands up pretty well. It, 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 it's a it's a good it's a good pairing uh, to me. The the Nicaraguan edition really holds its own against stuff like that. So I, I would definitely recommend um, you know finding you know one of those or a different version. But definitely, I mean, or uh, Bourbon County. Oh uh, yeah, the, goes great with the barley wine. Bourbon County goes great with uh, the, the the regular Bourbon County. Um, even though those are not the you know what we were thinking of when we paired it, they still yeah. go pretty. They still go pretty well uh with it so i I think it's an interesting uh it's an interesting addition to the line the nicaragua because i feel like the dominican version went really well with any kind of brownish beer not nothing dark nothing too light nothing too hoppy um it, it went really well with that like marzen style absolutely the box style yeah um and the Nicaragua, I feel like it could hold up to just about any intense beer. Yeah, the, the funny uh, the, Nic- the Nicaragua except maybe some hops. Yeah, again, <laughs> hops is a tough is a tough. Yeah, pair. it's just a uh, tough pairing. Uh, but the, the way the Nicaragua came about is 2014. Towards the end of my Oktoberfest run, I have had an ungodly amount of, of Oktoberfest beers of all sorts. And I remember towards the end, I was kind of drinking them and being like, "Man, this one's all right, and this one's all right." And I was kind of like. Maybe I'm just getting tired of beer, and after the Oktoberfest season, I'll switch over to some scotch or switch over to some bourbon or something for a while. And I was at this place uh, called Gnarly Barley in uh, Orlando, Florida. Good name. Great name. And uh, (laughs) uh, it's still there, I believe. It's a really really cool place. And uh, they had a firkin of a a double bock, and they just cracked it, and it was absolutely outstanding. And I was like, this is great. But uh, we were sitting outside, and I paired it with the, the, the Oktoberfest uh, Dominican, and I didn't feel that the Dominican really held up well to it. So I said, mm-hmm. well, it's, what, we should do something that would go well with this, because this is delicious, and it's a shame yeah. that you know the, the, the cigar we have doesn't make, isn't a natural pairing for it. So to your point, yeah, the Dominican is going to go with that traditional Marzen-style, you know, five to five, you know, to six, I guess. Um, but once you get in those higher gravities and things like that, um, and other styles you need to have, um, you need the Nicaraguan. Yeah. It's just kind of got that extra kick, that extra spice. Um, and those, that extra, um, that as Dennis was saying that, that richness yeah. that you really need in a cigar to pair with like a stout yeah, or something absolutely. a little bit more intense like that. Yeah. I, I call uh, it like an earthy grit. It's like, it, it's just kind of, yeah, it's that body that it has that kind of holds its own. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we, we've got a question from an audience. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. Uh, <laughs> Miller Man wants to know how many pairs of lederhosen you have, Terrence. The question of the hour. You know what? It's, it's what, I have not had enough alcohol to get into a pair of lederhosen yet. Uh, but a, it's funny because for the first couple of years, our rep in Florida, uh, we did an event, and, he, and he's a pretty big guy. And, he, and, they, and a couple of the shops would buy him lederhosen, which he would wear. But uh, we made so much fun of him that that uh, he stopped doing it. But, uh, <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, that I, seems I like a great marketing op- opportunity. A uh, you know, a box of bra house with a free <laughs> pair of lederhosen. Yeah, yeah. I buy the, it. The, the prize is you don't have to wear the lederhosen if you buy the box. That's uh, that's what the deal is. <laughs> yeah. um, he, he actually has another question, which I think is a really good question. Mm-hmm. It's oh. not a joke question. Yep. Uh, which do you guys prefer, Marzen, Hef, or Dunkel? I'm with with the cigar, or just uh, with, on its own. With with a cigar, it doesn't have to be, like either the Nicaragua or the Dominican, uh, whichever you prefer. 
With the Domin- with the Dominican, uh, definitely the Mars, and it just it's just the most natural pairing. Uh, mm-hmm. With the with the Nicaraguan, the, uh, the Dunkel, and I think in general the Dunkel. Uh, I I like Hefs, uh, but I generally uh, uh, again, and they pair well. I just usually when I have a Hef, I don't pair it with cigars for some reason. I don't know why, but I like them and I drink them, but I don't usually pair them with I- the cigars. I think. I might need to send you some Thunder the Bavarian. <laughs> oh, I haven't had Thunder the Bavarian yet. That's and that's an imperial one, so that's not a you know that's a different. Yeah, one. it doesn't. It's uh, not really a regular hef. Yeah, yeah, and again, hefs go well with cigars. I just haven't paired a lot of them with cigar with cigars. I, I dunkel a ton, and then obviously the Marzins a ton. Um, so, but if I had to pick one of the three, I, I would say the dunkel. It, I I would agree with that. I would say a dunkel and a uh, Oktoberfest Nicaragua. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. That's the that's a perfect pairing. What about you, Dennis? Wow, that's actually funny because I was thinking Dunkel as well, and just right. because it's not as it's not as sweet as a as a Marzen for me, and I think that that the lack of sweetness balances well with the Nicaragua. Yeah, yeah because it's, it's already kind of sweet on its own. Yeah, you get the that Dominican- kind of roastiness that kind of balances out the. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think actually a Dunkel probably is about as sweet, if not a little sweeter, than a Marzen. But it's got that roastiness and the hoppiness that yeah, balances yeah, yes, Ro- that roasted out. flavor that really uh, that 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 does it. You took the words right out of my mouth. Have some. I'm unfortunately not a huge fan of. I, I enjoy them. I appreciate them. I'll, I'll always have one if someone gives it to me. But it's not the first beer that I go toward. Unfortunately, I, I think that's how it is for a lot of people. Um, locally, we have Widmer Hef, yeah, which well, is yeah. like the, they're famous. The, yeah. yeah, they're famous. It's the powerhouse of hefs. Uh, and they're, you know, if you go into a bar, almost everybody's got that on tap. But I think that's kind of more of a regional thing than anything else. Yeah, I have to have that 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 uh, that clove and that kind of banana, you know, taste to them. They're good. Yeah, banana. I never thought that's, about that. Uh, a little bit of like banana in there. Yeah. Oh man, I, f- I forgot the name of that. Uh, the chemical that that makes it that banana flavor that gives it that banana flavor. I forgot. I don't know. I forgot the name of it. I mean, this soy sauce, as it warms up, and now that it's pretty much flat, because I've had it poured for a while now, an hour. Thank you. This soy you know, sauce. It's not. Sorry. It would be. This beer would be fantastic for a marinade, and I think that's kind of the nature of juniper branches. And I played with it in brewing in the past. Juniper branches are one of those things where you either overdo it or you underdo it. It's really hard to get a good balance for a beer of juniper. I mean, specifically yeah. the branches, not not the berries. I, I agree. Um, the, I'm trying to think. The, I think the only juniper, e, juniper-ish beer that I've had that was really good was uh, Dead Guy Ale aged oh, yeah. gin barrels. I forgot about And that, that had a lot of juniper, yeah. but that's the only thing I've really had. And I think it actually had juniper added as well. I don't think I've had anything, to be quite honest with you. Um, it, it's not a common addition. All right, so... Um, actually, before I was going to say I'm going to rate my pairings, before we do that, we're going to take our last break. Uh, we don't have to go anywhere because we don't have a video spot, uh, but this portion is brought to you by our good friends over at Drew Estate. Uh, go on Cigar Safari, get a sweet hat painted like, like oh, Dennis wow. has right there. His sweet. Big Trouble in Little China hat. <laughs> so sweet. Um, so I'm going to go back through my pairings. I need to do a little tasting before I, I give them any numbers, though. Uh, are you ready to assign ratings to yours, Dennis? Yeah, I think I'm I'm pretty much all set for mine. So going back to my first one, this was the Echte Schlenkerler, Helles Lager beer. Um, you know what? I think by far for me this was the best one. It was it was the most uh, sort of balanced 
it didn't overpower too much and it held up on its own as well. And for me, I think if the beer falls out or if the cigar falls out, it kind of breaks the pairing. I kind of always hate that when the first one is the best. Yeah. 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 But that's happens, okay though. though. It does happen. And I, yeah. I think score wise, um, this would be a solid 87 for me, 86, 87, just on that cusp. Um, second to that, probably I'd have to say the Oktoberfest, the Fest Marzen from uh, Anger. So that was pretty good. And that comes in probably at about 85. And the last one, I'm sure you guys can guess. Uh, <laughs> Seven. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I would give it a strong 19.5. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's good, but it's, it's not, uh, just doesn't do it. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the <laughs> lowest rating in Cigar Federation Ever. history. history yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad I got maybe, to witness it. <laughs> I mean, maybe in cigar-related history. I don't think yeah. anyone's ever had, like, under a under a 70 yeah, in cigar. Is, is not – I, I think, like, poison is, like – hemlock is, like, 20.1 or something. Like <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> getting, getting kicked in the mouth is, like, yeah. a 45 yeah, on the cigar stale. Um, so mine – the the Polliner, after going back, I think this is actually a really good pairing with this cigar. It's The cigar is a little strong, um, but for, personally, I like a cigar that overpowers the beer just a little tiny bit. Um, I think this beer or this cigar over definitely overpowers the beer a little bit, um, but I think it actually works out to be a pretty good pairing. So I would give that one an 88. Um, it would probably be a 90 with the maybe a 92 with the Dominican version. Um, but the Nicaraguan version just has a little too much spice. The Bobtoberfest, I, at first I really liked it, but going back, I think it's just too hoppy to be a Marzen. Um, while we yeah. were talking earlier, I, I read that it's, it's somewhere around like 25 IBUs. Yeah. Way too high. Which, it, yeah, it's just way too I mean, high for a Marzen. Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of, uh, I don't know. My, maybe my palate is just expecting that low ABV Marzen lager style. Um, but it's it, for me, it's just too hoppy to go well with a cigar like this. But then, the, so I would give that one an 86. But the Thunder of the Bavarian, I'm going to need to buy some more of this because I, I think it just goes so well with a cigar. And it's just a really pleasant beer. Um, I'll show the label one more time because it's not only is it a good name, it's a pretty good label. That's a nice uh, label. You're right. That would get, I would give that a, like a 93. That that's just a fantastic pairing with with just about any cigar that I can think of. And that brings us to the end of our Armed Forces Radio segment. I know Terrence has to run. Uh, thank you everybody for watching or listening. Uh, Terrence, if people are looking for you, where can they find you online on social media? So uh, for for the Casada Cigars, just uh, yeah. Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, Casada Cigars. Just look up Casada Cigars, you'll find us. Please follow us, post the pic, we'll repost. It's a great way to stay in touch. We love getting uh, feedback from customers. Um, and and uh, any you know any other information you want to have, reach out. You're in Miami, let me know. Uh, and then Terrence Riley is my uh, is my name on Facebook. So feel free to friend me as well. All right. Thanks to all of our Armed Forces listeners. Uh, we appreciate what you guys are doing out there. Uh, doing things we're not built to do. And the thing that I've been meaning to say every show, but I've forgotten, we want you to drink better, but we want you to drink less. <laughs> <laughs>